Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Quackers, and today we're going to be reviewing Jaws, the first summer blockbuster, and the beginning of the shark horror film genre, for better or for worse, for that matter. Steven Spielberg knew what he was doing when making this movie. This is one of the best examples of suspense, having first-person view of the shark with the masterclass music of John Williams, and using something as unknown as the ocean, being as though we haven't explored that much of it, and being as though humans were not made for the water, it is an easy thing to put an air of mystery and possible unknown in this area, being as though, yeah, we're not meant for it. <laughs> uh, the big reason for this style of filmmaking is because the animatronic uh, of the shark would malfunction. It was working just fine, and then they put it in the water, and then it got heavy, and wet and then it, it stopped working really um, and it also is somewhat of a prototype for what he would use for the Jurassic Park films but uh, yeah it would malfunction so he had to change how the shark was used so most of the scenes you see of the animatronic shark is at the end of the film when Brody Quentin Hopper go out and hunt down the shark and the rest of the time they basically use uh, your imagination or they'll do they'll show the person getting eaten or attacked by the shark. Or, my favorite scenes are when it's the first-person view of the shark, so you're seeing what the shark is while he's swimming. Um, that's really cool, and I always love to see that one. So yeah, all overall, I just love this style of filmmaking, and it's one of the best reasons for why people are afraid of sharks today. There are so many people, and the whole generation that first saw this film when it was released was traumatized by this movie. Almost everyone I know it, anytime they're in the water, they're like, oh, better watch out for a shark. No one ever goes, watch out for an octopus or squid or jellyfish. No matter, thing, there's a bunch of things in the water that can hurt you. But because of this movie, everyone always thinks of sharks. That's the first thing you're afraid of when you're in the water. Um, yeah, I, I even knew kids when I was a young duckling that was afraid of swimming in the pond would be out there. And they'd be afraid of getting sharks, even though there, there are no sharks that live in fresh water. Um, well, except for sometimes bull sharks. Bull sharks can hold a lot of salt longer than others. But anyway, that's uh, that's the Discovery Channel talking. Um, but yeah, it's great. And it's also kind of what started the whole American shark fishing market. After this movie, a bunch of people wanted to be Quint and really overfish sharks. So um, it's not the movie's fault, but definitely we should stop doing that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's still illegal. Or they made it mostly illegal for to, to fish any type of shark. But I could be wrong. Uh, it could be depending on where you are. China fucking does it. So does Japan. So I guess it doesn't really fucking matter in that part. But <laughs> yeah, it also kicked off that. The fi this film perfectly establishes the threat of the shark. It opens on a beach with teenagers uh, partying. So, And then a girl and a boy go to the other side of the beach. Because they're all drunk and silly to go skinny dipping. Uh, but the boy passes out drunk on the beach. She instead goes out by herself, telling him to come out in the water. And uh, the water's so nice. Come on and swim. While swimming, she meets the shark that terrorizes the beach. <laughs> she gets eaten in a very violent fashion. Um, it's actually the most violent way anyone gets eaten, other than, I guess you could argue, Quint, in this movie. Uh, it's definitely It definitely sets up the tone and the fear. It's great. It's one of the most famous movie scenes in the like ever. It's just it just is the it's one of the most famous openings ever. Perfectly giving you the feeling of dread. 
Uh, yeah, it, it almost feels as though the girls, uh, you know, emotions were uh, real. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, I could be wrong. So if anyone's like, that's not right, but I'm pretty sure um, they did actually kind of trick her, and that there were certain cues when it was supposed to happen, and then they did it early, and there was like a fear of something doing something to her malfunctioning. Um, but yeah, just a great scene. And it perfectly sets up the rest of the rest of the movie. You know what's going to happen. You know that it doesn't matter who it is that's in the water. You're going to get eaten. And then, you know, then so comes the next morning. Uh, they a boy calls the sheriff's department saying, "I don't know where she is. All her clothes are here. And she's just gone." And then they end up finding her. Uh, the remains, the small remains, the leftover. It's like an arm and like a head or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's a great opening. The second act of the film could be a little slow for me. Uh, going into scenes, I don't feel are necessarily needed for the story. You, I don't, I don't need to know all about Brody and his wife. I mean, I think Brody is more important to learn about, but you have a lot more involvement with his family. Than I think you necessarily need, being as though the shark only interacts barely with Michael, and it's just because the shark attacks somebody near Michael. That's that's about it. So I just don't really feel the need to have all these emotional ties to his wife. Also, I get it, I kind of get annoyed with how the townsfolk just blame Brody for what's going on with the shark, even though it's openly the fucking mayor. Because even in meetings, he's like, no, we're not doing that. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. Even Brody in town meetings, where it's just normal fucking people in there, he's like, no, we have to close down these beaches. And then when the mayor and the council, town council refuses to do it, they're like, Brody, you could have stopped this. And I'm like... Uh-uh. What? So that's not my only gripe of the movie. It's overall a great film. Besides that, um, yeah. However, the third act is great. Quint, Hopper, and Brody are on the Orca, which is Quint's boat, to hunt down and kill the shark. Uh, this is where you see the shark, and even a real shark in the scene, uh, ending in the culmination of Brody blowing up the shark. So yeah, there actually is a few scenes with a real shark attacking uh, the people. Yeah, so when Hopper goes into the shark cage to see if he can get, like, I think it's like a leash. So you can obviously tell the difference between the real shark and the animatronic if you watch it. But it's actually a big-ass great white shark, and they didn't even know what was going to happen. But the, they, the shark actually attacks the cage. So a lot of what the footage they caught for the, for the real shark was able to be used in the movie. So I think that's a real interesting tidbit you may not know. Also, uh, this this part of the movie has one of my favorite scenes. It's when uh, Quinn talks about the USS Indianapolis, which is the ship that delivered uh, the Hiroshima bomb in World War II. And it's not entirely accurate, his story, what I mean, uh, talking about how a bunch of sailors lost their lives to sharks. Uh, that is something I will say to the film, which is, I mean, it kind of needs a horror mill, so I'm not going to knock it. It's not like a negative but they definitely, it's one of the scenes they use to, like, sharks are, like, dangerous killers. They'll fucking murder anything that's near them, which isn't necessarily true. Um, but, yeah, so Quint gets into detail about how uh, him and, like, the, these 1,100 other soldiers are getting in the water after they were attacked by a Japanese submarine. And while waiting for rescue, we're just trying to survive. Like, 700 or, like, 800 of the guys were eaten by sharks, which isn't true. But it still really works really well for the story. And it actually humanizes Quint a lot more and explains why he's kind of a drunk and kind of a belligerent asshole. It's just because he's seen so much shit, he's kind of fucked up. 
And another interesting tidbit, the reason why Clint dies in the movie and not Hopper, because in the book, Hopper dies, Clint lives, is because Robert Shaw, the guy that plays Clint, was such an asshole on set, they switched it so they could kill him off and fill the rest of it with Hopper. Because he kept bullying Richard Dreyfuss uh, a whole bunch for some reason. So, why the, uh, so Hopper and Quinn scenes are really good and really entertaining to watch because it's real annoyance and irritation and bullying from the both of them because they fucking hate each other. So it, there's a bunch of scenes where Quint and Hopper are just like arguing or yelling at each other and it's, they were actually real. So I, it just makes that a whole lot more interesting and it gives us a lot more dynamic of like calamity when the shark is attacking them and like destroying their boat. So having a real argument and trying to figure out what they need to do actually makes the scene really good. Uh, probably unintentionally, but either way, it worked really well. So yeah, this was actually one of my first uh, monster horror movies, I guess you could say, I watched as a kid. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the sequels may not be that great, uh, especially the fucking fourth one, Jaws the Revenge, but this one is really good, and it's what kicked off the summer blockbuster, so movies like The Avengers, The Dark Knight, any big summer film you can is thanks to this film, which, you know, some may not like that, and others do, like I... I don't mind, you know, big summer blockbusters, especially when they're like these ones. Just great films. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It's a great movie. Uh, it's not near perfect. It, some things, like I said, in the second act kind of slowed down for me, and the pacing can be kind of slow uh, in between the first and third act. So, yeah, that's why it kind of brings it down for me. But overall, it's a great film. It's one of the best. It's the best shark movie you can watch. I don't give a fuck if you like shark and all this shit, but this one's definitely the best shark film. Uh, yeah, and it's got some really interesting scenes, and it's it's also a groundbreaking film. I mean, the way they use animatronics, and the way things are shot, and the way that he used suspense, and of course, John Williams' most fam- one of his most famous um, pieces being the Jaws theme. I mean, people still know it. Even if you haven't seen the movie, if I play you the Jaws theme, I guarantee you'll recognize it. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend to watch. So yeah, got to have a Halloween film down. Um, I'm not sure which one I'll do next. I'm thinking about maybe doing, like, Beetlejuice. I think maybe along those lines. Maybe I'll do another monster film. Not sure. So, yeah, if you enjoyed this review, if you'd like to go go back and listen to my other reviews, I highly appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, I have an Instagram page, Dr. Ryan's Movie Reviews. If you want to send me, like, hey, I'll review this one, or you're an idiot because this opinion on this movie. Whatever. I don't care. I'm down for it. So, yeah. Also, if you'd like to help support this podcast, please give give my sponsor a chance, Viking Fitness. Uh, I also have a discount code on that. And if you really, really, really like this podcast, there's a link on my Instagram page, and it should be also on this episode or wherever you're streaming me through. There's a link that if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, uh, where it's, it's just like monthly donations, similar to like a Patreon. If you do decide to do that, um, I'll try and think of some sort of like special thing you get uh, from other listeners that don't do this. I don't know what I'll do yet, but if you decide to, I will think of something, maybe like a special episode or, you know, maybe you get a, you get to pick my next movie, something like that, something along those lines. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a good day. the last two years have taught us anything, it's the importance of health. Being physically fit 
is key in overall health. Regular exercise and smart eating build the framework for a strong body with a powerful immune system. Now is the time. Viking Fitness can show you the way to a fit and healthy body. No gimmicks and no crash diets. Your custom designed fitness plan is based on science and good old fashioned hard work. Go to vikingfitnessnh.com or call 603 today for a free consultation. Mention Dr. Quackers and get 10% off your custom plan. Pure results, no bullshit. VikingFitnessNH.com. Thank you.